0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And today our guest is Nellie Eckhout. She's a passionate entrepreneur herself. She's a small business advocate. And she's also the CEO and founder of CorpNet.com, which is a legal document preparation filing service. So what does that mean? It means that Nellie helps entrepreneurs start businesses, incorporate them, form LLCs. LLCs, and set up DBAs, and she also maintains businesses in compliance with state filing requirements, and she's going to be talking with us all about those things in much greater detail today. She's also been featured in or contributed to several major national business publications, including Entrepreneur Magazine, Mashable Inc., Forbes, Huffington Post, and a host of others. So please help me welcome Nellie Akout to the show today. Thanks, Kelly, for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, and this is a topic that I think is important because when entrepreneurs go to name their businesses, a lot of times they think about it in terms of the branding. How is my name going to stand out among all the others? Where is it going to fall, you know, in a directory, you know, alphabetically? Um, all those types of things, how especially a lot of the, the newer tech startups try to come up with really clever names and create new words. But today, while all all the branding implications are important, today I want to talk about the legal and the tax implications. So
1: so why is registering a business so important? Well, number one, it's because it's the law. You want to definitely give notice to people that you are conducting a business um, for-profit and uh, you also are, are, it's very important to register that business because as you mentioned for branding purposes but also to protect yourself as a business owner because when we start a business, of course, we're very excited to register that n- business name and print up those business cards. But we also have to make sure we have our legal ducks in a row to make sure that uh, we 're not at the wrong end of a trademark uh, legal dispute, and uh, God forbid if we are conducting a business that's uh, you know high liability and we hurt somebody, we don 't want them to come and sue us and go after all of our personal assets so it 's definitely important to make sure you register that business and that business name. Right.
0: Now, are there any exceptions to that? In all cases, do you have to register a business name if you're doing business for profit?
1: Well, the main reason you want to register a business name is to prevent anyone else from using it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've spent months or years building your brand, and the last thing you want is for someone else to come into the market and start using right. the same or very similar name. So, you know, there several ways in registering that business name, and it could be as simple as registering the name with the county that you are conducting your business in by filing a fictitious business name. Filing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I just had heard somewhere along the line that if you named the business and you were doing business under your own name that you didn't have to register it with the state. But and so I wanted to clear that up if if there was any um if that was not true.
1: Well, actually, that is true because if you are conducting business, for example, as Jane Doe and Jane Doe is running a cupcake shop and wants to do business under Jane's Cupcakes, then, uh, you know, depending on that particular state's requirements and laws, uh, Jane does not have to incorporate the business or form an LLC. Jane Doe can simply file a fictitious business name filing or also referred to as a doing business as filing, mm-hmm. doing business under Jane's cupcake shop. That simply gives notice to the public that Jane Doe is an individual, a sole proprietorship, who is doing business under a fake business name or also referred to as a fictitious business name. Now, fictitious business name filings, uh, depending on your particular state, can be filed at the county level, or in some states they can be filed at the state level. So it really depends on your particular state's requirements, and here at CorpNet, we can assist you with any state filing um, in all 50 states and uh, for example I'm in California so if I was to file a fictitious business name filing in California I would have to do it at the county level because fictitious filings are done at the county level in the state of California.
0: Okay, and that's a very important point to make. It's different from state to state. So a boilerplate uh, thing that you might find on the Internet isn't going to necessarily do you any good. You have to be aware of the laws of your state, and somebody like you can help business owners or would-be business owners navigate through all that.
1: You're absolutely correct in the fact that it it does vary from state to state and my company CorpNet is set up to you know help business owners in taking the hassle out of the business owner you know doing all the research to see what filings are done because we can do it for you at a fraction of the price of what an attorney or an accountant would charge you. Okay, let's
0: talk about registering the business then. What are the different options for registering a business? Are there multiple ones or just one?
1: There are actually several different options. Um, I will go ahead and start with the sole proprietorship, which is uh, the filing that is associated with a sole proprietorship is called a fictitious business name filing or also a doing business as filing. Sole proprietors uh, are basically one person doing business, uh, so hence the name sole. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, with a sole proprietorship, uh, you're basically doing business as yourself or under your own name or under a fictitious business name, this is the simplest way to register a name by filing a DBA with your state. And, uh, you know, you also have the partnership, which is similar to a sole proprietorship, um, but it's two or more people. Both the sole proprietorship and the partnership offer no liability protection because, again, it's the business owner or business owners doing business as individuals under their own name or under a fictitious business name. God forbid if you got sued, um, all your personal assets are up for grabs. So, Nellie, what other legal structures
0: are available to businesses?
1: I'll start with the corporation. Corporation is the most formal legal structure there is, um, and uh, it offers liability protection to the owners of the corporation, also referred to as the shareholders of the Mm -hmm. corporation. Um, For a small business owner, The regular C corporation is not recommended, and hence why we recommend for a small business owner to consider the S corporation, which not only offers liability protection, but it also acts as a pass-through tax entity, and it avoids the small business business owner by being taxed twice, once at the corporate level and once at the individual level. So if you're a small business owner and you can qualify for the S-corporation status, that's definitely a recommended business structure for a small business owner sure. who can qualify. Sure.
0: So when you say it passes through, it means that any revenues that you earn or any well, any profit or any loss that you would take in a calendar year for your business or a tax year for your business would be passed along and reflected on your personal tax return, right?
1: That is absolutely correct. So uh, with a typical uh, regular C corporation, if the corporation is reporting profits, uh, the corporation is taxed once at the corporate level, and then once it pays out dividends to its shareholders, the shareholders are taxed another time on their individual taxes. With the S corporation, we're avoiding this double taxation, and the uh, entity acts as a pass-through tax entity so that uh, the shareholders are only taxed once at the individual level.
0: While retaining all of the legal protections of the C corporation, though.
1: Absolutely, okay. that is correct. Now,
0: how is the LLC different from some of the other entities that we've discussed?
1: The LLC is a little bit different, and it's actually one of the hottest entity types out there these days. Most small business owners tend to opt for the LLC because the limited liability company is for that business owner who cannot qualify uh, for the S corporation because you know keep in mind with the s corporation there are strict requirements right. that one must qualify before you can uh, obtain S corporation status. So for those small business owners who cannot qualify for S corporation status, uh, you can definitely opt for the LLC, which stands for the limited liability company. And with a limited liability company, uh, really you get the best of both worlds. It's a less formal structure than the corporation, so you do not have all the paperwork and the headaches and the formalities that you normally have to abide by with a normal corporation, but you also get the benefits of liability protection and that uh, double taxation avoidance.
0: Okay. You've mentioned if they qualify, if the business qualifies for an S corporation status. Could you run through what those qualifications are?
1: absolutely so with an s corporation kelly uh, you typically have to start out as a c corporation at the state level so you file articles of incorporation mm-hmm. with the state and you know you form the company as a c corporation and then the s corporation is a status election that the irs provides you as a small business owner if you can qualify. And the requirements to become an S corporation are such that you cannot have more than 100 shareholders within the corporation. Uh, There can only be one type of uh, stocks that are given out. And all the shareholders of the S corporation must be residents of the U.S. or uh, basically U.S. citizens. So as long as uh, you can qualify and meet those requirements, the IRS will grant you and will look at your corporation as an S-corporation. In addition, there is a uh, strict filing deadline with the uh, S-corporation, which is actually right around the corner. Uh, This year, it happens to be March 17th. It just happens that March 15th this year falls on a Saturday, so they've made it March 17th. Right. But for a uh, for an existing corporation that uh, has been in business and now wants to elect S-corporation status, they can do it on the 15th of each year and have the corporation, for purposes of taxation, looked upon as an S-corporation. Okay. And then for a new corporation, it would be 75 days after the corporate filing or by March 15th of that year.
0: Okay, that's a great point. Once you elect a certain status, you can actually change it. Uh, How about the reverse? Can you go from an S corporation back to a C corporation fairly easily?
1: Yes, you can. And typically how that works is, you know, if you're running a small business, we definitely recommend you invest a few hundred dollars and uh, set yourself up with a tax expert. That can definitely help you in canceling your S-corporation status with the IRS.
0: We're going to take a quick break, Nellie, and when we get back, we're going to talk about trademarks and where that plays into your business name. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be right back. Do you practice entrepreneurship? Intrapreneurship? Do you know how to show what you know? Benedictine College Executive MBA Program has been the launching pad for many successful, innovative products services and ventures. As the only one-year executive MBA program in Kansas City, our conveniently located North Johnson County campus and weekend class times will fit your busy schedule. Go to benedictin.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program. Your product outshines the competition, so why aren't you outselling them? You're meeting sales projections, but the bottom line just isn't what it should be. Technology is changing rapidly and impacting your ability to perform. Something needs to change, but you just can't put your finger on what. I'm Patrick Shore, your host at The Hut, where we tackle these and other issues. The Hut is a safe place where we can explore what it takes to not only stay in front of the competition, but make it irrelevant. So come on in, kick off your shoes, and join the conversation every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, smart companies thinking bigger radio network. The Hut, your path to a stronger, thriving, profitable business. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here today with Nellie Akap, who is the founder of Corpnet.com, which is a legal document preparation filing services. And Nellie has been walking us through the various forms that your business registration can take, whether it's an S-corporation, a C-corporation, an LLC. And she's been telling us the advantages and disadvantages of both and and how you qualify for some of them. But what I'd like to turn to now, now, Nellie, is trademark. Is it necessary to take out a trademark on your business name or is that something that doesn't apply to all businesses maybe?
1: If you want to get serious about protecting your name and brand in all 50 states, then you'll need to apply for a trademark with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. But in answer to your question, you're not actually required to register a trademark. Mm-hmm. But, again, if you want that branding and if you want to prevent others from using your name and brand, it's definitely a good idea to apply for a trademark registration.
0: And what does that involve? Is that something that you handle as well?
1: Yes. Our company, CorpNet, can assist with both trademark search and registrations and we can either do it for a business who's already using that name in commerce or have the intent to use that name in commerce.
0: Okay. So when somebody goes to incorporate, they consider whether they want to trademark the name as well. They also can uh, decide later to get more serious about it and do it. So, So what happens if somebody's been in business for a while and they decide that they want to go ahead and get the trademark registered, but then when they apply for it, they find out that it's really not available for trademark. Because, uh, So what do you do then if you're already in business and you get denied?
1: That's a really great question, Kelly. Uh, you know, every scenario is obviously different from one another. But generally speaking, um, if you're in business and you are conducting your business in commerce and have been using the name Really, what what it comes down to is who got there first mm-hmm. and who acquired rights under common law first. So I'll use my company as an example. Uh, CorpNet.com dot com has been in existence since two thousand nine, and uh, once we started the business, we you know started using the you know our name Corpnet in commerce and. Uh, Applied for our application to obtain a uh, certificate of trademark registration, and um, what normally happens is it's about a nine to twelve month process. And during that nine to twelve month process, once you submit your application for filing to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, uh, you're assigned a trademark examiner, which will work directly with you to grant that registration for you. And um, nobody, uh, you know, decided to contradict us, and we were able to get our registration. But typically what we recommend for a small business owner is that before you invest the time in actually uh, proceeding with the registration, invest the time and do a quick Uh, knockout search to make sure nobody else is currently using the mark. Mm -hmm. It's also smart to conduct a comprehensive nationwide trademark search beforehand to make sure no one is already using your proposed name. Okay, so
0: these are federal registrations. Once I have a trademark, it covers me nationwide. Or or is it region-specific?
1: with the u s Patent and Trademark Office, if you apply for a registration with them, they are federal they are the federal government and it is uh, granted to you federally, so it will grant you uh, fifty state protection of your uh, proposed name or brand or logo. Mm-hmm. However, if a business is strictly conducting their business in one state and uh, is more interested in applying for it. Statewide protection within their state, then you can simply apply for a trademark protection within your state, and that can be done at the state level.
0: Can some businesses just be too small to incorporate? I mean, at what point should a business consider incorporating?
1: In my opinion, no business is ever too small to consider incorporating. I think once you have your business set up and your business is conducting a business for profit and making money, you should definitely consider incorporating your business. Mm -hmm. As a corporation or an LLC, you have added credibility. And in the eyes of the public, you're looked upon as a more... um, a structured business, a more credible business, people are more likely to want to do business with a corporation or an LLC.
0: Okay, so anybody listening today who maybe they're already in business but they haven't incorporated, or perhaps we have some would-be entrepreneurs among our listeners today, how would they move forward and incorporate? What would you recommend that they do to get started?
1: Well, in my opinion, it's always best to Again, uh, you know, get your legal ducks in a row from the get go. So, as a small business owner, if you're starting out just as a sole proprietor, solo entrepreneur, definitely consider visiting a reputable. Online companies such as my company, CorpNet.com, and, you know, getting yourself a consultation with one of our business experts who can assist you with, um, you know, finding out exactly what stage of the game you're in. Um, You can definitely use one of our apps that we have on our website, which is our Business Structure Wizard, which will lead you through a series of questions about your business. so that it can recommend which business structure is best for you for your particular business with your startup. Because remember... The the business structure that you ultimately choose will definitely have a significant impact on your taxes and how much you pay as taxes as a small business owner. And then our company can lead you to not only starting your business and, you know, getting the paperwork uh, filed for you, but we can also be your partner in running and growing your business and making sure that your business remains in compliance for years to come.
0: Absolutely, laws are changing all the time, and so you really can't leave it to yourself as a business owner to stay up on all of that and the you know tax laws change, and we live in such a litigious society as well that it's very important to have an expert assist with all of this and then, as you say uh it's not just necessarily a one time deal there's there's other things that constantly uh, need to be looked at in order to maintain compliance. So, you know, you are a business owner yourself. You are a serial entrepreneur. You had you were you were on the forefront of the online incorporations with a previous company. Tell us about that.
1: So I got into this industry, Kelly, back in 1997, at the birth of the internet um, through the various do-it-yourself and business startup services that i founded since 1997. I farmed probably over 100,000 corporations and LLCs and assisted entrepreneurs in starting their businesses. My first company was mycorporation.com. We found that company in 1997 where my husband and I grew it to where it was doing nearly a million dollars in gross sales, and we were approached by Intuit, and we sold it in 2005 that company is currently in business it's no longer owned by intuit it's privately held we're healthy competitors in the business and we're competing um, in the marketplace and uh you know when we sold our company in 2005 my husband and i you know uh were able to stay on board and be a part of the newly acquired company, but we decided that for us, you know, it was best for us to step down because we are true entrepreneurs, so we decided to take three years off and uh, focus on our three Zen children at the time, had another baby along the way, and decided retirement wasn't really in the cards for us and decided to launch CorpNet in 2009, which is my current company.
0: Okay, so again, an entrepreneur yourself, and with this new company, you are helping thousands of new businesses get off on the right foot. And tell us your website again for anybody who wants to go and, and check out your services or, or look at the app that you described.
1: For more information about our website, you can visit us at www.corpnet.com. Again, feel free to reach out to me personally at info at corpnet.com and I will definitely make sure that if you had any questions about setting up a business or keeping your existing business in compliance we can definitely help you with all those services and more.
0: Nellie, thank you for your time today and if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business please visit our website at www.ithinkbigger.com follow us on Twitter at ithinkbigger or like our Facebook page Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend we'll see you next week.